Hello! It's us! It's you! We're here! Together! Why are we here? For another exciting week on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast, Argentina's number five television <laughs> show podcast. And I don't think we, we've kept that. I think we've been drastically falling since, but we're going <laughs> to wear that badge proudly for the rest of our lives. Welcome to the show. You can officially support You Can't Disappoint a Podcast now on Patreon at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. It's the place to go to help us move this show forward, and there's all kinds of exclusive content, fun interaction, events with Steven and myself, and all types of ways to influence our show on a weekly basis. So please consider supporting us on Patreon. If you want to get in on the action, make sure you email us your trivia, your MVP, and your funniest moments from that week's episode over to our email at can'tdisappointpodcast at gmail.com, and we will read it right here on the show. We sure will, even if you beg us not to. Also, <laughs> hang out with us on the socials every week off the podcast. You know, we're on Facebook and YouTube under our podcast title. You can also find us on Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast and Twitter, where we probably do the most of our uh, uh, jovial lollygaggery at You Can't Disappoint. So come hang out with us over there. Yeah, make sure you uh, give us, you smash that like and subscribe button. Give us that more... attention that we so desperately crave. Yeah, throw throw us your hearts, your wallets, and a couple kisses here and there, and we'll keep on pushing out this baby of ours that we call You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. What's up, everyone? It's Zach, and I'm here with a really abrupt and kind of, you know, ramshackled, put-together little mini-series for our podcast here. We're calling it the You Can't Disappoint a Podcast Patreon Preview Series. This is all just a commercial, so if that is annoying to you, we'll be back on Monday with our regularly scheduled community content. But... What we're going to be doing here in this series is sharing some of the content that we're posting over on the You Can't Disappoint a Podcast Patreon with you guys just to, I don't know, one, let some people hear what we've been working on, and and two, get you guys maybe interested to hop over and hear more of what we're offering. I'm Zach, and Steven would have been here, but I have some breaking news, actually. Steven's gone missing. Yeah, I know. I'm just as shocked as you are. Well... I guess shocked is the wrong, but you know, he, he, he went hiking. Apparently he was trying to start this geocaching scam where the, the whole conceit of the geocaching is to find different expensive anime figurines, but it's really a way for him to steal the expensive anime figurines of others. I don't know, but this, I guess got really serious and, and he's, he's gone missing. He's a, a certified missing person. Uh, there's a search party looking for him right now, and that's all I really have to tell you. Uh, and I guess I'll update as we as we hear more. So sorry for Steven's absence, but as you can see, he's dealing with other things right now. So right now, what we are highlighting from our Patreon content is my side podcast. It's called Nerdstalgia. It comes out twice a month, every month, and each episode, me and my significant other, Lil, focus on another nostalgic piece of media, you know, whether it's something from my personal childhood or things that we know were big for a lot of people as they grew up that we haven't had the experience of seeing, 
the two of us and a guest watch whatever it is, listen to it. It could be TV, movies, books, music, trends, whatever. We engage in that together as a group, and then we all discuss it, and it's been a lot of fun. What we're going to listen to today is the complete first episode of Nerdstalgia, where myself, Lil, and our good friend Brandon Dubois discuss 2004's seminal animated classic, the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. There are other episodes of Nerdstalgia streaming already on the Patreon, so if you enjoy what you're about to hear, you can go check them out there. There is an episode about Courage the Cowardly Dog, uh, a new episode about the film Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and we have at least nine more coming up in the in the, in the the coming months, including things about, I don't know, the Beatles and uh, some of the early 2000s Nickelodeon live-action sitcoms. I think it's going to be really, really fun. Uh, before we get into that, though, I want to talk to you guys about two of the tiers of our Patreon. Every Patreon tier, which starts at $5 per month, includes access to all of our exclusive premium Patreon podcasts like Nerdstalgia, which you're about to hear, and also things like our Scrubs Review podcast that we just posted recently, or You Can't Disappreciate Show, our weekly live stream pre-podcast. And we're going to talk about two of the tiers quickly. The $5 per month tier is the Chicken Finger Crime Family. Yes. If you become a $5 patron, you get access to You Can't Disappreciate Show, the weekly live stream pre-podcast, access to all the premium patron podcasts like Nerdstalgia, access to Patreon-exclusive game nights and other live stream events, early access to You Can't Disappoint a podcast when available, which actually, in the month of March, is always going to be on Thursday or Friday instead of when the episode normally comes out the following Monday. Wham! Early access if you subscribe. And also, you get an automatic one entry into future giveaways that we do without even trying. Well, I guess you are trying because you're giving us money, but you won't have to do any of the things that the normies have to do to enter our giveaways, and we're going to be doing one at the end of every season of Community, at least. So that's what you get with the $5 per month Patreon subscription. Really great. I hope you do it. We're also going to talk about the $10 a month Patreon tier, the Save Garrett tier. You know, some people in the hallways like to say that we've already saved Garrett, but it's have you seen him recently? It's clearly not the case. We need to keep working. And if you chip in $10 per month to save Garrett, and maybe, you know, honestly, maybe we should sidestep that and put it towards saving Steven. But if you sign up for the $10 per month tier, In addition to all of the things that the $5 tier gets, you also get a handwritten community postcard upon sign-up with optional kiss from Steven or myself. You get a weekly shout-out on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast, which, by the way, this program that you're listening to is brought to us by our $10 and up patrons, Danny M. Lugo, Mary Baker Budisa, and Justin Brummett. Thanks, guys. You're all awesome. Also, $10 patrons get access to a monthly patron-only Zach and Steven Zoom chat, and instead of just one, you get an automatic two entries into future giveaways, along with all of the other stuff. You know, I've talked enough. Let's get right into it. Here it is, just for you guys, the first episode of Nerdstalgia with my good friend Brandon Dubois talking about the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. Let's do it. Ba-bam. When there's trouble, mischief, or vandalism in school, one person is called to crack the crime and punish those responsible. The assistant principal, or as he's known as Polk, Vice Principal Crubs. Presenting the Shirley Temple Little Darling DVD Collection. 18 timeless films packed with hours of her unforgettable singing. And the most crackers in my soup. No, I am not on my way over to the grand opening ceremony. I'm busy planning to rule the world! <laughs> well, good luck with that. 
have we got a show for you. Here we go! presentation. Hello and welcome to Nerdstalgia. Yes, the show where uh, we take a close look at all of the things that make us feel joy as a young child and hold it up to the cold light of day of being alive in 2021 and see if they actually hold up or not. Yeah? Yeah. What should we call this? Should we say like, let's step into the nostalgia uh, den, the nostalgia bureau the nostalgia bistro what do you what what where are we right now i'm sorry dude um we'll workshop it we'll workshop it <laughs> i am your host zach and i am joined by my trusty sidekick and uh and and partner in crime lil hello hi how are you i'm good <laughs> how, how do you you kind of have no choice but to be my sidekick in this venture how do you feel about it it's fine. It's, it's different. Fine. It's different. But how is it different? I don't do a podcast. <laughs> I, sure, but we talk to each other all the time. That's true. And I feel like you often uh, s- speak as if you're talking in front of an audience. Bleep. <laughs> what? <laughs> so what do you mean? What do you mean? It's fine. What were you saying? All right. We'll, we'll workshop that too. Well, I'm glad you're doing it. Me too. (laughs) First time, everyone. Welcome to the show. You know, what are we talking about this time? SpongeBob SquarePants the movie. Yeah, well, you know, come on. The SpongeBob SquarePants movie. Yeah. Not SpongeBob SquarePants the movie. The SpongeBob SquarePants movie. It's it's a much much more eloquent title. Please. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, it came out in 2004. How old were you in 2004? I was five, and yes. I remember going to the theater and saying this was my mom. Oh. Um, I remember the, like, kitty tray. It's like a popcorn, and I want to say it was like a fruit by the foot or something like that. Explain this for people. I don't know if this is... Every movie theater I've been to that's like a locally owned one has had a thing like this uh i don't know if like bigger chain theaters have them or if everybody has them it's like an actual it was like a box it was a literal box that had and it usually had like decorations all over yeah it had cartoons uh, like the whatever i think this one may have had like a spongebob squarepants mm-hmm. a spongebob squarepants theme yeah <laughs> um but i remember getting my high c and my popcorn and uh, fruit by the foot. Yeah, it would have like a hole for your drink, and it had a hole for like your. It came with a sweet snack, and it would have a thing for popcorn. It was the best. It was so cool. I getting that now would probably be weird. But, but when I got a little <laughs> bit older, then I was like, "But it's a really small drink and a really small popcorn. Yeah, it's, and it's a really long for movie. like little kids. Yeah. it's for babies. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you saw it in the theater. I did see it in the Were theater. Were you super stoked for it, or was it just like, "Let's go see a movie"? I remember being excited because my I have an older sister and okay. she actually watched 
uh, SpongeBob. So, oh, so your sister Maddie, yeah. Yes. How old was Maddie then? She would have been ten. So like perfect age. A yeah, couple years she would have been. I was. Yeah. Yeah. She so she was excited for it. So that means I was excited for it. But like something cool to do with your cool older sister. Definitely. Yeah. And I just remember I seeing it and. At the Mounds Theater. Nice. So, that's, like, that that's the, our very local that was the, theater. <laughs> the very independently run and probably shoddily run theater inside our mall, also kind of is shoddy. I don't know. The Mounds Mall really is, uh, you know, the mall is a dying art. And Mounds Mall really was, like, not a shining example of mall. I it's worked this, at like, the Mounds concrete Mall. concrete <laughs> castle fortress that has, like, Six stores tops. It was Indiana's and none first of the good ones. enclosed mall. And that's not really saying anything about it. That's what they would say. But the theater inside <laughs> was very uh, akin to the mall that housed it. But I, have yes. a, I had a lot of good experiences there, like birthday parties to see a movie. I had my uh, open house in their party room. That's really sad. It was really sad. <laughs> so I'm talking, this is the nostalgia, this is nostalgia we're talking about, you know, being children and the fun memories, but no, you, you, you had your, you had, you had your high school, yes, your college open house at the movie theater. My high school open house, yes. not my college. Well, like, I mean, like, cause people I was, are I guess helping I was you prepare for college. college. Okay. Yeah. Listen. You were out of high school at that point. I worked at the mall. Yeah, I know. I'm just I worked at the mall as it was dying. <laughs> it yeah. was sad. A lot of people could probably say that you were a, a, a key factor in the mall dying, yeah? Maybe. That it, you, Once it was... I left, then it just crumbled. Oh, that's what it was. Actually, it I left, and after. a couple months later, they finally closed. Yeah. Yeah. But the theater stayed open. The theater stayed for open. For a second, and it was sad. It stayed open... For like a year. But we're, okay, we, we digress. Oh we my digress. gosh. The SpongeBob SquarePants <laughs> movie. Uh, so was that one of your earliest movie theater memories? No, because I remember seeing Star Wars in the theater. Like uh, Revenge of the Sith? Or Attack of the Clones? Early 2000s. Uh, yes. The one where Anakin becomes Darth, Darth Vader. Vader. That is Revenge of the Sith. Re- yeah, so I saw that one in theater and I remember crying. My earliest movie theater memory, I've always really remembered stuff like this. I used to, even from the time I was a really little kid, whenever we saw a movie in the theater, I would have to stay until the very end of the credits. And it was before the time of stuff happening after the credits. I just loved going to see a movie, and I wasn't going to leave until it was completely over. And You still uh, like going to see movies. Well, I love going to, well, not right now. Not right now. But, but I do, and I miss it. <laughs> yeah. Um... The earliest one I can remember is Stuart Little, the first Stuart Little movie. And I think that might have came out in, like, 1999. Um, I was born in 1999. (laughs) Yeah, I was uh, 25 at the time. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I would have been two years old if this is true. It was 1999, I remember seeing it in the theater, and that's my earliest movie theater memory. I I remember very specifically certain scenes of the movie, like, seeing them in the theater when I was... That's cool. I would have been... Two years old or less. That's insane. Well, anyway, let's uh, segue into the show. Uh, we're going to talk about the SpongeBob SquarePants movie, which was also a, a huge movie theater memory, like a big moment in the theater. And we're going to talk about it with my first guest this week is a friend of mine named Brandon Dubois. Do you agree? We talked about his name with him. Don't you think that's a pretty baller last name? Dubois. Dubois. It's like a, 
I don't know. One Night Only, Live at the Roxy, Brandon Dubois. You know what I mean? It's it is one of really those marquee fancy. names. It's a showbiz yeah. name, and he's a showbiz he's guy. He's got the flashing lights. He's a, a, a theater friend of mine who is a talented performer, and we talked about SpongeBob, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah? It was, yeah, definitely. So we're going to go into that, right? You're the assistant. Press play. Play. Ocean <laughs> <laughs> Brandon Dubois. Dubois is how you pronounce your last name, right? Yeah, it's Dubois. That's such a show business last name. Do you ever think about that? No, I don't. Usually I just think about how French it is. I get a lot of like, like, oh, is that French? And my dad used to tell me, no, it's actually Canadian French. Okay, well, I guess that makes so more that, sense. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have family that's from Canada? No. I don't. Do you Some, have family that's French? No. <laughs> Some great ancestor way way back when you um, traveled to okay. Canada. I don't know anything about my like historic background. I don't know where my name comes from, what it means. I just think that I, I, my family is white people. And they've always just been Anglo-Saxon. Anglo Saxon. Yeah. White Anglo-Saxon person? Yes. Wasp, very waspy. But Waspy is like a specific region, isn't it? Yeah, that's gonna be like more your New England area. Okay. Well, we're off to a great start. Uh, <laughs> obviously, this isn't what we're here to talk about, but uh, my connection with you, Brandon, is theater. Yes. And the, from you being a very talented actor, singer, oh. performer. Um, Thank you. We've done, have we just been in one show together to its so completion? We did. Damn Yankees. Yes. Um, we finished that one. Yes. We started Joseph. You finished that I one. I finished Joseph. Yes. Yes. And then you... I don't know. I did not finish that one. And then you what? Just... Stop doing theater? Or... I... What? You stopped doing the show. That show, you disappeared. Yes, yes yeah. I did. But I think it was one. It was just one, yeah. Yeah, but we're in one now. We are in a show now. One of my favorite shows. Yeah. Uh, spell, uh, the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee, which is a phenomenal show if anybody doesn't know about it. Had you, had you seen it before, before we're doing it right now? I've never seen the show, so actually, um, it was only like a month before auditions that I actually really dived into the It's so funny. Recording. It's one of the funniest shows, I think. Yeah, it's, we watched, I think, before we went into auditions, um, like three or four different versions of the show on YouTube. So. I feel like it's one of those shows where like... Some people get the humor really, really right, and some people don't. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's like a really vanilla performance of the show, and sometimes it's really funny. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? mean? No. But, no? No. No. But. <laughs> uh, people should check it out if, if, if you haven't. It's, it's got a lot of uh, uh, reason to improvise within the show, and there's audience participation. And I just feel like there are groups of people who put on that show who can do that type of stuff better than others. Maybe that's what it is. To, I with the audience participation and the improv. Some people can 
improv in a way that sounds like a theater kid doing improv, and some people can improv in a way that sounds like that character just riffing. You know what I mean? I don't know. I feel like if you didn't have the improv stuff, it would be like a vanilla performance. I feel yeah. like. Sure. Yeah. Well, there are some... So it's about kids in a spelling bee, and the kids are played by adults, and it's kind of got a sort of risque sense of humor, but it's it, very lightly. It's not... It was... When did it come out? Like, 2002? It came out, like, in the early 2000s, so what was risky then isn't all that risky now. Now we've got, like, Book of Mormon, and... But, I mean, I guess that's that doesn't have anything to do with anything, but a yeah. segue from theater, one of the reasons that I wanted to ask you to talk about the SpongeBob SquarePants movie was... Uh, I just remember having a bit of a connection over the Spongebob Squarepants musical. That's right. And I don't know if... I think you might have even been the person who told me that it's worth checking out. It's super worth checking out. Well, I know. Yeah. I'm on board now. You don't have to convince me now. It's really fun, and it's one of those things that when I first heard about it, it seemed like there was no way that it was going to work. You know? Yeah. It's almost like... I don't like Shrek the musical very much. It's got good music, but it seems very much just like the people who had the rights to Shrek were sitting around twiddling their thumbs, not making money off of Shrek. So they're like, let's make a Shrek musical. It felt like the same thing a little bit, but it's actually good. The music's really good in SpongeBob. The uh, the way that they translate the cartoon to stage and the sound effects and the, the colors, and it, they do a really good job. Yeah, I kind of expected it to be like the, you know, the... Oh, they're like in... The big mascots, so like the big suits oh, that people so, wear. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was gonna be like like when they do like there's Nickelodeon like a, live on stage yes. tours or like kind of like the Disney on Ice type stuff. That's what I was be thinking. Like a mascot costume rather than right. like, but it's like a but it's people in costumes. It's like a real Broadway show. Which I think the first time I saw the pictures of the people in it, I was a little bit underwhelmed because it's not big character. It's not what you expect them to look like, but I like it a lot better. When it's like, you know, the the guy who plays Spongebob has, like, a yellow shirt and suspenders on or something. And the guy who plays Patrick has, like, the Hawaiian pants. And he's got, like, his, his hair kind of spiked up to make a point. And the music's really good. The music's really good in the Spongebob yeah. musical. And it's it's crazy. The, uh, the people and the musicians and the talent that they got together to write different songs for that play... Like how there's a song written by David Bowie and the musical came out shortly after he had passed away. So I don't know when he would have written the song or if that may, potentially one of the last written David Bowie songs is in the SpongeBob SquarePants musical, <laughs> which is pretty insane. Or like uh, Panic at the Disco wrote a song for it. Um, who else? Like, They Might Be Giants, I think they did some. Have you listened to the Spongebob musical, Lily? Yes, you've made me listen to the Spongebob musical before, Zachary. And do you like it? Yeah, it's not bad. Have you seen it live on stage? I've not seen it live on stage. I was in Chicago once, and a lot of shows that are going to Broadway go to Chicago to try out first before they go to Broadway, and the tickets were always really cheap. And the Spongebob musical was in Chicago while I was in Chicago, and tickets were like 20 bucks. And it was like before it goes to Broadway, so they're trying it out on audiences to see how it went. And I could have gone to see it, oh. but I thought there was no way it would be worth seeing. But I absolutely should have seen it. Do you want to know a fun fact about their set? Yeah. Most of their set is all recycled material. Good. Well, that's good. Yeah. Are not Is that something that's like widespread through professional theater? Are more people trying to do stuff like that? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. But SpongeBob SquarePants, the musical, yes. 
their set is that's pretty cool and their set is really cool and probably my favorite thing about that show is the sound effect guy how like when have, have you they filmed it on Nickelodeon there's like a filmed yeah almost like Hamilton Disney Plus version of the Sponge have you watched it I've not watched it's it pretty but good. I know they did it um, I know the sound effects guy um, so like whenever Spongebob is walking Walks they or do the... like wah, 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 yeah. Wah. yeah or I really like the the like sad little bit of music that plays whenever something happens it happens in the movie and I can't really it's like doo doo you know what happens yeah. when someone's like frowning I don't know all the sound effects that make the show what it is are in the musical which helps yeah. a lot but I guess we'll let's talk, talk... About the musical. yeah we're gonna yeah. talk about <laughs> the Spongebob movie but that was uh, my thought process behind asking you to come do this because I remembered you were kind of geeked about the Spongebob musical yeah and okay so another thing that uh, I didn't mention about us being friends is that I had a small part in you and your wife meeting each other that's right and I remember you and I talking about the Spongebob musical and Lauren being like that sounds awful no. And is I, that not I, true? Is that not true? No, is it is right? true. Yeah. I can't get her to give it a like chance. Like the SpongeBob musical. No. She mm. but she really likes Shrek. Well, I know so she I, really likes Shrek, yeah. 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 But I cannot get her into the SpongeBob musical. I don't know, it's it is really immature and silly in the way that SpongeBob is. But when it's done right, it's really funny. And sometimes it's not done right, so it's not so funny. But in the musical it definitely is. Have you made yeah. her listen to the soundtrack? I've made, I've had her listen to a few songs, but there's there's a, a there's like a special few that I really like. So for anyone who's listening that likes SpongeBob but has never seen the SpongeBob musical and like me originally thinks it would be terrible, what's the song that's like really special? Best day ever. So that was one of my. Whoa whoa whoa! That well, doesn't hold on. count though. No, it's so because it... it's not original to the musical really. Like they put uh, changes on it, but that song is old. Okay. Well, I feel like it counts. Just okay. Because it adds. But there are some really good songs in it that there aren't are other good episodes songs. of SpongeBob. Like I really like the Mr. Krabs and Pearl song a lot, where Mr. Oh. Krabs singing about how great money is, and then Pearl comes in halfway through and like absolutely belts and really surprises with how good of a voice she has. I do have one that I really like. Okay. And it's Squidward's song, the okay. "I'm Not a Loser." That's a really good song. Yeah, I really um, like that one. Spongebob and Patrick's BFF song is pretty good, too. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. That'll be a fun show when community theaters are able to do that show. Yeah. I think probably a lot of high schools and... Colleges. Places, yeah. yeah. We'll be looking to do that show. But even, but. I think community theaters could have fun with that, too, because you could find a good excuse to have a lot of kids in that show. You could... Yeah. Uh, adults to teenagers could play a lot of the characters. But the Spongebob Squarepants movie, which we're talking about... <laughs> Came out in two thousand four. How old were you in two thousand four? Do you do you know what month it came out? I got you. In two thousand, I was born in ninety seven, so I would have been like six, seven ish when the SpongeBob movie came out. I would have been five or six. Do you? I was five. Do you remember when? Wait, what month November two thousand four. November fourteenth, two thousand four. So I was born in January ninety seven. So now I get to do math. This is really fun podcasting when I'm thinking inside of my brain for a <laughs> portion of it. Um, 98, 99, 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003, You would have been five. like seven. I was seven. I was seven. You should have so you would have been more like five. Yeah. Five? Yeah. Five. Well, we're making were it way born... more difficult. We're doing yeah. the counting <laughs> on our fingers. And... Were you born in 98 or 99? 98. 98. So I was born in 99. I always just add a year to the current year, and that's my age. 
So Good I, job. I don't think I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah. I don't think yeah. I'm gonna remember that. Um, three years. <laughs> do you? So do you remember when the SpongeBob movie came out at all then, or were you still kind of too young? Do I remember when it like exactly when it, when it came, came out? out? Not like like what day did it come out? But do you remember when it was getting ready to come out and it being a really big deal and being advertised and and like the toys and I remember it being a big deal after yeah. it came out. Like when it like after theaters. Yeah. Yeah. Like after theaters, because I remember us getting it on DVD. I think. I remember, because SpongeBob really for the first six years of the two thousands or whatever was huge. It was like a big part of my childhood. I was definitely a SpongeBob kid, and it's hard. And I feel like a lot of people find it really annoying, and it's hard to quite. And I can totally see why people would think it's annoying. But I think for, I don't know, especially, I don't know, kind of young, dorky, white guys who liked funny stuff in that era, like, Spongebob was tailor-made for me, at least, I feel. No, yeah. And even as an adult, it's one of those few shows that the older episodes in the movie, they still make me laugh really hard and make me laugh in new ways than from when I was a kid. Did you watch a lot of Spongebob as a kid? So, I watched some Spongebob, my mom thought it was really annoying. So if she came into the room where we were watching Spongebob, she would turn it off, or she would change the channel. I was more of a Cartoon Network kid. Oh. Yeah. So I really liked Foster's Home, Courage, sure. Teen Titans, that type of stuff. And I didn't really start watching Nickelodeon and probably till I was about older, and I was watching Nick at night. Yeah. And catching, like, the Cosby Show and... Can't talk, about, stuff. can't talk about Cosby Show. Bleep, bleep, and bleep. <laughs> Probably so. won't do an episode about the Cosby Show. Or Roseanne, <laughs> yeah, for that matter. Yeah, yeah. I just... Yeah, I think I was a... I was more like a Nickelodeon and Disney Channel kid. But I kind of watched all of it. I just always loved TV and, and stuff that made me laugh. I played yeah. outside like a normal kid. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I can't relate. Yeah, I had my Game no. Boy. Yeah. Yeah. I had a PSP. So you would go outside and play video games. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, was SpongeBob one of the favorite cartoons growing up, or was it more background noise? No, I love SpongeBob. Yeah. I I think there's like you said, there's episodes that come on now and then um, that really just like hit home to me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a good one. The <laughs> the one where they're selling chocolate. Yeah, that's a chocolate. great one. I love that. I one. always loved the episode where Patrick is sad because Spongebob keeps getting a bunch of awards and Patrick's sad that he never got an award so he like dresses up and starts acting like Spongebob and like follows him around to his job. It's the one with the the lit, the lit, the lit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, for our age range, Spongebob is like a meme machine where, I don't know, other generations have Monty Python or other generations have, I don't know, whatever old people like to quote when they hang out together. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. People our generation could literally get together and just have a conversation using Spongebob quotes and we'd all laugh our ass off. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah? Yeah, no, I mean... And the movie, I think, is is especially chock full of all those moments. Uh, just watching it now, it really surprised me so many moments that I remember being like Spongebob canon quote with my friends moments are in the movie like yeah. like a ton of them I was thinking that when we watched it I was thinking um, there's a lot of the bits that are in the movie mm -hmm. are a lot of the ones that I quote more often just yeah. because well yeah. I remember so you I guess you were a little bit younger when it came out in theaters but I remember 
really specifically when it came out in theaters and how big of a deal it was and how excited I was to see it and how when you went to see it and it was just a theater full of kids, it, it felt like so liberating, you know? Yeah. Being in a room full of kids, watching the SpongeBob movie and a moment that's always stood out in my memory my entire life is I remember all of the kids, the part in the movie where SpongeBob steps on Plankton and uh, uh, Plankton's like, I'm trying to take over the world. And SpongeBob says, well, good luck with that. In the theater, when it came out, all the kids said, well, good luck with that with SpongeBob as it happened because it was in the trailer. So it was like this room <laughs> full of 100, 200 kids so excited quoting the movie that they're watching for the first time. I don't know. That's like SpongeBob mania was like in effect. It was such a big deal. Do you, do you remember like the... Oh, what, like Burger King had like the Spongebob watches? I do remember the toys. I think that was for the movie. Yeah, I remember the watches. Um, I don't think I ever had one. Damn. I had a Spongebob, Spongebob watch. I don't remember if I had one or not. I probably did. I was really, I was always about the toys, even if I didn't watch the show, just yeah. because, you know, I was a kid. Yeah. And... I have siblings, and we would always, like, if we got a toy, we would, like, lay them out and swap them if we already had didn't that like toy. Didn't like the one. Or, yeah, if we didn't nice. like it, yeah. So I got a Spongebob watch off my little sister. Oh, my brother always got really defensive about our toys. Um, I was a middle child, so I kind of just watched it happen as they fought about the toys more so, and then I just got scraps. It's fine. And I didn't have any siblings or friends, so. <laughs> no one tried, but no one tried to take my toys. I used to, like, I would, like, tell stories with my toys. I would, like, use my toys to, like, not, like, put on a play, but almost, like, put on a play. So you no, play yeah. Barbies? Yeah, but, like, with not action figures, but with more, like, posable toys like that. Yeah. I did that kind of stuff, but with, like, Legos and my Mario toy. Yeah. I was never good at building stuff. I never got into the stuff I that like I that had to build. I just got back into Legos, but... I thought I, about it. Speaking of which, I did used to have this big Lego SpongeBob. Nice. So like, you was built, it the pineapple one? No, it was Krusty Krab. No, no, it was it was SpongeBob. Oh, it like was just a big SpongeBob. It was just a big SpongeBob, and you built him together. And was it Lego or was it like Mega Block? It was Lego. Lego. Huh. Lego had a whole series of huh. SpongeBob material. I remember just random SpongeBob merchandise, like. We had a shaved ice machine that you cranked yourself. Yes, I had that too. Came like through his teeth or something. It was like a SpongeBob snow cone maker. Yeah. And you put stuff in like, you, like put, on top of the hat or something. So you would put the ice and this yeah. thing in his head, and you'd push down his hat, and it would come out of his teeth, and you would like crank it, and it would make shaved ice. I just totally. It, I remember the times of. Spongebob mania, literally, just like how there was a time when, like, Beatles and The Kiss, where there was, like, everything you could slap their name on it, they had. The Simpsons was one. Spongebob was definitely one. I remember really wanting stuff just because it had Spongebob on it. The Spongebob uh, plug-and-play game, yeah. where it's, like, Spongebob's I nose for the controller. That. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. There was so much cool Spongebob stuff, and the movie was really at the height of that, and it was so exciting to see. And I think even on top of that, it, it it works pretty well, just like as a movie. Did you like it watching it again? Does it? I loved it. I mean, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of bits even now. I think there's bits in there that I didn't get growing up. That now I'm like, oh man. Like what's yeah, one funny. specifically? It's not like, like I don't want to say like because they hide adult jokes in there. Yeah, I just, not too bad. There's no like you notice when um, 
when Plankton opens up the plan. Opens up Plan Z. And it's like, oh, yeah. yeah. They do that in the Mike Myers Cat in the Hat movie, too. Have you ever seen that? I have seen it's it. It's terrible. <laughs> he, like, it's like a picture of their mom in a picture frame, and he, like, unfolds it, and his hat gets tall. I am a pretty big defender of that movie. Well, I don't like it as a Dr. Seuss adaption, <laughs> but, but as a movie itself. Well, we were in that age range to really like it when it came out, yeah. and I, I did like it when it came out, and I could still have fun watching it. But I wouldn't come to its defense if it, someone said it was bad. It's it's not the it's, not the hill I would die on. <laughs> I, I really I really like the cat. You, know, you know that movie like this has nothing. I'll probably do an episode about that movie sometime. But that movie like Mike Myers only did it because he owed a bunch of money, and that was the only reason he agreed to take it. And while he was on set, he was just a douchebag to everyone and imagine like him in that creepy cat in the hat makeup all the time just being an ass to everyone and he would like never leave his trailer and he would like not talk to people directly he would like talk through his guy crazy that has nothing to do with spongebob uh the spongebob movie yeah adult jokes there are a couple uh one thing that i remembered was the spongebob movie was one of my earliest like ideas of what being drunk was and what hangovers were like with the Goofy Goober ice cream bar scene and the when Spongebob shows up to the Krusty Krab to defend Mr. Krabs and he's like all, I don't know, they even have like these little like splotches like around he's, him yeah. in the animation. Krusty like eyes, yeah. the bag. As a kid, I never, I mean, I never got the fact that he was supposed to be I don't think I got drunk. that either. I, th- I thought maybe it was just because he had a bunch of sugar. Bunch of sugar, yeah. Sure. But, but I think I had seen enough shows where people, like, go to a bar and get a beer or something. Like, I'd watch The Simpsons a lot as a kid. Yeah. So I think I... I don't know. I think it was one of my first ideas of what a hangover was, the way that he looked crusty like that the next day. I don't know. Um, I do like one then. That that whole bit where they're drunk. Yeah, it is really That's funny. I Two uh, best friends. Things that I used to quote with my... I So many things I'd quote on the playground. Did you do that with friends in, like, elementary school? Did you, like, quote cartoons with your friends oh, yeah. or like play those types of games i remember doing a lot of waiter <laughs> waiter you know, uh that was really fun what that's, that's one i still quote a lot now. man there's a bunch of them i really like uh i quoted it when we watched it oh when spun uh they're talking about patrick worshiping goofy goober and he has it on his underwear and he's like i don't worship him he's like you've been wearing these underwear <laughs> for three years every day what do you call that worship <laughs> it's really funny and as silly and and random it is it's like smart silly it's i can tell that it's good comedy writers there's a lot of really funny stuff in it. no yeah um yeah definitely i feel like um there's a lot of it, it doesn't take the like like gross humor route the movie is so of- gross it, it, it's well, no, like, I guess visually. that's, that's, that's it's, the wrong word I'm looking it's for. It's gross visually. I feel like there's a lot of cartoons that take the like loud noises mean equals funny. Oh yeah, uh, there are like there are kids programs that cater down to their audience. They're not making stuff that makes the creators of it laugh. They're like, oh, kids will laugh at this. Where I feel like with SpongeBob, they were doing what made them laugh. Right, and it makes us laugh. I think yeah. that's why the movie works so well is because they. I mean. I feel like if the creators find it funny, they're gonna, I mean, reach out to more of their audience. And I feel sure. like I feel like it's a really that movie specifically, is a really 
timeless one. I feel like it I feel really like timeless. I feel like I could watch that later down the road. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, we are. That's the whole point 17, of what we're doing right 17 now. Seventeen years now since yeah. it's been out. Yeah, it's goodness. Seventeen years feels like a it, it is long insane. Time. Yeah. It, it, but to think like SpongeBob has been something that has been with me for my entire life. You know, I loved it when I was a kid. There was a period in high school where I kind of refound it and liked it again. And now I still enjoy it. I'll still put it on every Christmas. Watch I watch the one. SpongeBob Christmas episode. The like Santa's coming tonight. Yeah. Tonight, I love that episode. Uh, I don't know it. That's kind of why I picked this for the the first one of these that I'm recording is because I can't think of many things that makes me feel more nostalgic than SpongeBob and like the SpongeBob movie particularly. It's so good, and it's so uh, I don't know. It's so funny how there's not a lot of messaging in the movie. They don't really try to push any any I don't know, I guess just messages throughout the movie. But there's a spirit of like accepting that it's okay to be childish. You know, and like celebrating being childish. And almost there's some stuff in it about how like like toxic masculinity even, how like SpongeBob and Patrick are, are expected and have this thing in their mind of like how what being a man is and like that being a man is something that you do, not something that yeah. you are. But it, it, it and I was always a kid that was a lot more silly than manly, and I think it's something like this celebrates that you can be childish and you can be goofy and silly and you can still be the hero and save the day. I think that's pretty cool. I hadn't really thought about that. The, the toxic masculinity. <laughs> I mean, it's not but... super deep. That was a little no, bit of a stretch. But... but there is literal toxic masculinity right. in the scene where they go to... What are they? What's the place called? Thug the, the Thug Tug. Is that what it is? <laughs> that's a little... <laughs> the thug Tug. Okay. Uh, that scene is great. I, I love so much that even when SpongeBob and Patrick are trying so hard to be masculine and to not be goofy as soon as they go into the bathroom the first thing they do is get distracted by the <laughs> bubbles and they turn it into like a colorful romp between the two of them i think it's really funny well when patrick walks into the bar he's like all beefed up and like yeah. and like storming in there it's fun. <clears throat> may i have everybody's attention please i think another thing that stands out from this that you don't get so much in uh animated movies anymore is how good the animation looked when we were watching it just now, it's so bright and, like, uh, crisp is almost the word that I want to use to describe it. You yeah. Know? And the faces of the characters are so expressive. And the things that they do to, like, I don't know, there's just so many different variations of how SpongeBob and Patrick look throughout the movie. Like, different angles, different shapes, different facial expressions, uh, when they're, like, when they're, like, uh, drying up underneath the heat lamp. There's just a lot of really cool variations of animation. I yeah. think is really cool. Uh, I love... Let's see. Another thing that I think of from when I was a kid is I remember when the biggest deal in the entire world was, is Plankton going to get away with the secret formula? Mm. I remember when they used to push that all the time. And there would be so many event episodes of SpongeBob that were like, is Plankton finally going to get the secret formula? What's going to happen? So I remember that this movie... It was a really big deal, thinking like, oh my god, Plankton's got this plan Z, and he's going to finally get the formula. Did you ever think of stuff like that? Was Plankton going to get the formula? Did you think? Yeah. I feel like sometimes I might have been, but... Yeah. I feel like... In this movie, he does, and he takes over. And I think Plankton is one of the funniest characters, too. The part when he's... What is it in the beginning? Whenever he's, like, hunched over, and there's, like, a big baby. Oh, it's like, Rah! yeah. Rah! I like... I like the part that Karen, his computer wife, says yeah. after that, where um, she says, like, she, 
Last time he got in, like, a fit of rage, she had to, like, mop up the floor. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. funny. Or there's... Karen's a funny character, too. The Man, Spongebob is just such an inventive show that it's not just, like... You know, anyone could say we're going to make a, a show about, like, silly sea creatures underwater. Yeah. But Spongebob's got, like, the, the fast food side of it. It's got the Plankton and his computer wife. It's got... I don't know, even in this movie, the the live-action pirates that are in the beginning of the movie. Is that, right. that, I always thought that was kind of weird. The live-action really, pirates? Yeah, it's a little weird. Well, they did... They did matches, like, Patchy. Tom Kenny was always Patchy the Pirate. Yeah, so why wasn't Patchy the Pirate in the movie? I always wondered that, Because I always really liked Patchy the Pirate. Yeah. So why why not? Hmm? I don't know. Because in the show, Patchy was, like, the number one SpongeBob fan. Right. And in the movie, the pirates are all fans of SpongeBob. They get excited to get the tickets. And then, yeah, Patchy could have totally been there. Which is... Yeah. Because, I mean, Tom Kenny already is... Maybe it doesn't hold up. Maybe the movie yeah, doesn't hold up. Maybe because Tom Kenny Patrick, what? Tom Kenny voices Spongebob. Yeah. And so he obviously could have been there to yeah. do Patchy. Yeah, I don't know why they wouldn't do that. Does that make it a bad movie? Because Patchy's I think not so. Dang it. I think it does. Well, one no. thing that I've noticed... So, there aren't a ton of huge, big-budget, theatrical, animated, like, TV shows that get their own movie. There haven't been that many. I can think of, like, there were the Rugrats movies... There was the Wild Thornberries movie. There's like the Simpsons movie, but not a lot of shows get like big screen movies. And I think SpongeBob adapted itself really well to the big screen, where like all of the stuff that made the show what it is is in the movie. But they they also went bigger with it. the The settings are more vibrant. There are a bunch of new characters. There are some celebrity voices. Do you think it? Do you think it's one of the better TV shows to get a movie? I think it might. Yeah. Be, no. But I... it might be because I just watched it. That's also true. But, no, I think um, a lot of the times, just from what I remember anyways, they don't go out of Bikini Bottom a whole yeah. lot. Yeah, there and are the then, times when they, like, go up to the surface and they're on, like, uh, popsicle sticks. You know I that? do I yeah. do remember that, yeah. But you're right. I Or, like, Rock Bottom or something like that. But it yeah. doesn't happen that often. But I feel like a lot of the times they're in Bikini Bottom, and I feel like, I don't know, I feel like the creators were really just... I don't know. They were really inventive with the way that they made. I feel like they made it bigger just by going. They went going farther from going yeah. farther from Bikini Bottom. Yeah. So you got to see all these different areas. Mm -hmm. So like the beach, mm -hmm. or the like the treacherous trench mm -hmm. with all the monsters mm -hmm. and the, the bar that we talked about. And the bar. The, yeah. Yeah. There is. There a were lot just so many that. different like settings mm -hmm. um, that I felt like it was something new. That was the other thing. As I watching the movie, I feel like that the movie never never missed an opportunity to like like it never missed a beat yeah there's not really a moment and it's pretty short it's a little less than an hour and a half um it never slows down no. and like each set piece is funny it's a really great road trip movie and road trip movies yeah. are easy to like each location something different happens that's funny and yeah it doesn't stop it it fills moments with things like the really creepy uh, I don't even know what you want to call it the like fake ice cream setup Angler fake fish. out yeah the angler fish yeah. that has which is that I thought too hard about that. that uh, this anglerfish, it's a really elaborate uh, ruse that you've built this around your tongue and you just sit there all day hoping someone comes. <laughs> It'd be easier just to be a huge, treacherous ang anglerfish but and eat did people. Did you see all of the... I mean, that's what they're doing. They have all, the all those skulls, skulls around. Yeah, all of the like... Spongebobs and Patricks that have come before trying <laughs> to... Yeah. 
Or I also think with the road trip stuff, I love the bits when they're crossing the county line or whatever, and it's the people at the gas station, the like hillbillies, and I love the, you won't make it 10 seconds, and they make it 11, even though their car gets stolen and driven away in. They yeah. Rub it in their face. Super funny. Um, I feel like one moment that always stuck out to me. This is a really tiny moment. So when they're at the thug tug, we were yeah. talking about it, so I thought about it. Um, and it shows the sign like, oh, we're five five days away, and then the like bush yeah. blows away by car. By car. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is just a little moment that I always think about in my head. Mm-hmm. So, um, is when Patrick goes he, when he sees the car, they do this little like. Uh, yeah. yeah, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. I don't know. That moment always just like... The like... SpongeBob and Patrick are just one of the best buddy duos of all time. And yeah. the first SpongeBob... Have you seen the other SpongeBob movies? I've seen Sponge Out of Water, which okay. is... The we can talk about those a little bit one. later. Yeah. I just want to know... But, the other movies aren't quite as SpongeBob and Patrick go on an adventure together. And this one, it just really gets that buddy duo right. They're so funny together. Patrick's really funny in this movie. Patrick, I think, really stands out just because I, I don't even... Everything th- he does is silly. Yeah. Uh, uh, talking about little moments that make you laugh, how when they are in Shell City and they're trapped in the fishbowl and SpongeBob is playing with the rocks, which I think that's really satisfying just to watch, the li- uh, the animated character playing with the live-action rocks. Yeah. They really nailed the live-action animated stuff in this movie probably better than they do in the sponge out of water you yeah but the little moment when patrick uh spongebob's like oh these little tiny colored pebbles and patrick just eats one without (laughs) thinking about it i did see that that's a pretty i think re-watching it there were a lot of little moments in there that i hadn't noticed before so like that i did see him eat it um the waiter i had mentioned to you the waiter when they're really drunk on the stage with um He's playing the piano the, for him. The giant peanut guy. Yeah, um, yeah he's, playing he's playing the, the, piano. the waiter's playing the piano. I love all the shots of SpongeBob and Patrick like being debaucherous in the bar and the waiter just dead-faced, like, I hate my <laughs> life, as they throw ice cream on him. That was really funny. I uh, One thing I noticed is that of all of... They pack in so many things from the show, but there are a couple of things that are missing that I think are kind of weird. Like, Sandy's not in the movie hardly at all. They show her for like a second, but she's a big part of the show and she doesn't really have a thing in this movie. I mean, yeah, Sandy's not there. They show her like getting one of Plankton's mind control buckets or something like that, but that's about it. I don't think she really talks. On a hamster wheel, when they come back and they shoot the helmets off, she says a remark when she gets her helmet shut off, but that's that's probably the only line she has throughout the entire movie. You're right. That's a little weird. And a lot of the... Uh, like, Bikini Bottom at large characters aren't in it. Like, a lot of the side characters, like, I don't think I saw, like, Mrs. Puff or, like... Mrs. Puff is in there, but but she's got, just like Sandy, she's got one line and... Same with Larry the Lobster. But I guess it's kind of the same thing where, like, they went so big with the movie to take them out of Bikini Bottom that if they... I don't know, I guess some of that stuff does have to go. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like maybe taking all of them... We're gonna get to Sponge Out of Water later, but I think I think one of the elements that I really like about the first one is that it is just SpongeBob and Patrick. And I feel yeah. like I feel like growing up with growing up with SpongeBob, because like you said, I mean I I haven't been alive since SpongeBob. As, as long as we've been alive, pretty SpongeBob much has SpongeBob been has existed. It's still I feel like I feel like SpongeBob and Patrick were like the main 
Those I, were, I mean, SpongeBob, obviously, because he's the... Sure. But... Yeah. I feel well, like, yeah, I feel SpongeBob like, and Patrick is a bromance. I fe- yeah, yeah. I feel like you could always... I mean, as a kid, you could have one and then the other, mm-hmm. and it'd be all I need. Yeah, that's true. I, 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 like, I don't think the movie's worse for not having any of those no, things. It's just no, a little no. surprising, some of the stuff that they didn't have in the show. Um, I think it would be interesting to see like Sandy or Squidward go on that adventure with them. Yeah. Well, I think what we get of Squidward in the movie is pretty funny. I yes. one of my I, I it's really small, but when uh, Mr. Krabs in the beginning is announcing that Squidward's the manager of the Krusty Krab too and not SpongeBob, when it's like this banner of just Squidward's like plain <laughs> face that comes down, it's like this like North Korean dictator kind of vibe. Yes. It's very weird and silly. And then SpongeBob yells, "Yeah, yes. Better luck next time, buddy." Super funny. I'd like to know what Mr. Krabs was whispering. You, you definitely can, you get a see, sense of it. There's a part where it sounded did. like Mr. Krabs was whispering jackass. It did. Literally and he's said. and SpongeBob's like, I come did. off like a what? <laughs> <laughs> well, is the movie rated G or PG? If it's oh, rated PG, question. they probably would be allowed to sneak in jackass like that and get away with it. If it's G, probably not. Where's my rating at? I um I remember being young and Spongebob and Patrick being so much like the 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 height of bromance like friendships that I would like kind of picture my PG. It was PG, so PG. they might have said Jackass. <laughs> I kind of remember like looking at my my closest, like my best friend companionships, like kind of through that lens. Did you ever look at that at all? So Would you ever be like who's SpongeBob and who's Patrick? So I, I totally did. That actually happened to me recently. Okay. Um so a few months, well, not a few months ago, when the SpongeBob musical came out, mm-hmm. my friend Austin was really into it, mm-hmm. like really into it, and he was, Austin was one of my groomsmen, and we hang out. How do, excuse me, I can't talk. Um, you hang out so much that you can't even say it. That's right. Yeah. Um, I just love him so much. But um, get choked up just thinking about. Him. <laughs> but we'd kind of listening to that musical talk mm-hmm. about um, doing it. Yeah, yeah, doing that as SpongeBob and Patrick. Yeah. And, um, and just like how our friendship really like, really like got fits each other. that well. Yeah. yeah. Is this the person that you said that you, is it your old roommate? No. No, someone else. But I had that's actually another person that I had kind, kind of, of had a SpongeBob Patrick thing with. Yeah. Sit around, watch TV all day. Yeah. yeah. So eating snacks. I don't. It's know. kind of me and Lily. I, just, I mean, we kind of got a SpongeBob Patrick thing going on. Yeah, but like the. Except we're both Patrick. We're both Patrick. <laughs> Or, like, you know the rumor as a kid, oh, like... That Spongebob and Patrick were gay for each other? Yeah. We're proof that they are? Yeah. 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 That was the thing? Yeah. You there, never Okay, that? so there was what? a thing, like, when Spongebob was so popular, there would be, like, Fox News, conservative news outlets that would run stories about Spongebob, like, brainwashing children into thinking that it's okay to be homosexual. Which, obviously, we all know that it's not, so oh no God. worries. Spongebob didn't teach us that. I don't know if you know this, but... I'm just kidding. People, This is the first one. People might think I meant that. I didn't mean that. <laughs> what? I don't know if you know this, but um, Nickelodeon, on their social media account, mm-hmm. released... Um, it was, the, like, for Pride Month. They released... Spongebob was on it, wasn't he? Spongebob was on it a bunch with a bunch of their other, like, LGBTQ mm-hmm. characters. Yep. Spongebob was one of them on I that list. I don't think Spongebob is, like, canonically gay, but I think, um, 
uh, gay people to some regard have embraced the show of Spongebob as being really funny and colorful yeah. and bright. So I think maybe that's kind of what it is. But we do live in a time, which is great, where we're seeing a lot of cartoon shows are having LGBT representation. Yeah. I bet they're real mad about that over at Fox News now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're mad about a lot of stuff. They are mad. They've got a lot to be mad about right now. Um, I, it, I think this movie, it, I thought of this, it almost made me think that they were trying to counteract some of the Spongebob and Patrick are gay stuff by how much Patrick was trying to get laid. How mu- by how much Patrick was trying to get with Mindy. It's the, it's the yeah. you're hot. <laughs> it's the bit where um, he asks if he saw. She you see saw. my underwear? Do you want to? Starts yeah. to pull them down. Yeah. Yeah. Doing his best Harvey Weinstein impression. <laughs> Patrick definitely wanted some. Yeah, and I mean it's it's Scarlett yeah. Johansson, but it, well, it well not it's a green it's, it's Green Mermaid. Yeah, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, well, Scarlett isn't Scarlett Johansson one of those actors that they joke around about her playing characters outside of her race? Is that a thing? Is Scarlett Johansson one of those people? She was Scarlett Johansson. They joke about her playing any and every type of character. So like. I've seen jokes of, about her playing like a black man, like in Soul, like she would have been Joe. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that's why it attracts with the SpongeBob movie because she's this green anthrop- anthropomorphic. I don't know how to say that word. I guess uh, mermaid. Yeah, mermaids. Are, are you trying to say it now too? Yeah, I'm not even Anthrop- try. <laughs> Anthrop- anthropomorphic. Anthropomorphic. That sounds yeah. right, but I feel like if I looked at the word, it might not. That's be. That's a word I tried to right. pronounce the other day. Anthropomorphic. Yeah. And what I was the reason? Get it out. I have no idea. Okay. But it was a conversation Lauren and I were having that just... Um, Anthropomorphic. Anthropomorphic. There's no extra R, guys. Uh, to talk about the ending of the movie, I remember being a kid in the theater, and it's silly. the scene's silly now, but the scene where it looks like Spongebob and Patrick are going to die when they're under the heat lamp, I remember being a kid and being... Not crying, but feeling like, oh my god, they're about to kill Spongebob and Patrick. I do remember that feeling. I remember... I think um, I knew that they wouldn't, but it was like, what are they going to do? I remember not... I wasn't able to think of, like, a scenario of how they would get out of that situation. And the scenario that they use to get out of it is extremely silly. The the (laughs) tear that forms a heart and runs (laughs) perfectly down the wire to the electrical outlet to start the smoke alarm, which... Brings all the dead fish back to life once they get wet. Which is strange. I, yeah. but I, I mean, it's, a, about... it's about talking fish, so I mean. All right. I did think about when we were watching it, um, the implications that they're already dead. And then the water hmm. brings them back to life. Yeah. They just need to rehydrate it. And then they go outside before they meet up with David Hasselhoff. And, and there's no like, is... oh, it's starting to get toasty. They're just. It's just. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that sun was probably close. The beach sun was probably close to the heat lamp. It was a pretty sunny day. Come on. So the the goal of this show is to look at these old nostalgic things and see if they still hold up as an adult. And I was so certain that this would be one that does, but I think it does. Yeah. No. <laughs> but I remember being really upset and thinking that something bad was going to happen to SpongeBob and Patrick. Mm. And also, I can't not talk about, because I heard you singing along to it, the, song, uh, the, the movie ends with the song Ocean Man. Which is a song by one of my favorite bands now. Ween. Yeah, you like Ween? That's the only song I know by Ween. <laughs> well, Ween is one of those bands that so people take acid and go to their <laughs> concerts and trip on acid to the weird music. Their music's really weird. 
they do a bunch of different they play around with different genres and they 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 do stuff that sounds bad but was meant to sound they're just a really weird uh quirky they uh, also have like good music that you would not expect a band they're really good but they're really non-traditional yeah they're really non-conforming to stuff and that song ocean man was steven hildenberg's inspiration for spongebob was it really? Yes. Oh my so god. So that song comes before SpongeBob, and that was Steven Hillenburg. I don't know if he was doing drugs or was on acid, or he might have been if he came up with SpongeBob. I <laughs> uh, heard that song, and it gave him the idea of this bright, happy little Sponge Boy, and I can kind of see it. And uh, Ween also did the uh, loop de loop and pull, and your shoes are looking cool. Oh my god. They did that song for SpongeBob since huh. they, yeah. Oh, that was cool. That I, was that was really engraved in the back of my memory. Yeah, and the you and you singing simple. it. Just yeah, really, well, I listen wow. to Ween all the time, and on Spotify, sometimes that song will come up in shuffle, and it'll be nice. Is that song on Spotify? Yeah, I'm it's like the it. the part of the over and up, round and round, pull them back. I don't know the actual words. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know yeah. what you're talking about. <laughs> so Ween's good. SpongeBob's good, and I love that the 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 movie ends with that song. I think that's such a cool ending when Sponge. Oh, we didn't really talk about the whole. Goofy Goober Rock thing, the like big epic. I loved when he essentially became Prince. Like, yeah, <laughs> the big show-stopping, flamboyant rock number that like he's finally taken back that he's a kid, and then that's not the end of the movie. There's still like a little scene, and and what actually ends it is when he like pumps his fist up in the air and he's the manager in an Ocean the, Man like, place. Classic John Hughes, yeah. like yeah, yeah. Oh, what is, is the very last joke of the movie when Squidward says? Uh, oh, you're not gonna take it because you learned so much on your on your. Yeah, is that the very? That's end? the very last joke, and then SpongeBob takes it from his hand and takes I, the manager. Position. I remember being so obsessed seeing it in theaters and loving it so much. And you say you remember getting the DVD. I remember that I was always so big on movies. I had to get the DVD like the day it came out. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure for the first week at least, I watched it on repeat over and over and over again. I would. I would watch it, and then I'd watch, like, the play menu, and then I'd play it again, and I'd watch it. And I still have... There's so many parts of this movie that are so ingrained in my brain that I could just quote along with a lot of it. Yeah. The whole... Be- a lot of the first, like, half hour when he's, uh, like, uh, stay with me. Tell me about your kids. You know, it's like, that's uh, what it's all about. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when we started it, I forgot that that's how that opened up with, mm-hmm. like, the... Like the the dream, crime, the yeah. dream like crime scene where he comes mm-hmm. in with like the big like yeah. leather boots and yeah or the Stage all the paddy shoes. wagon stuff is so classic and the uh, you don't need a license to drive a sandwich yeah I thought about using that tagline for this podcast you know like really? you don't need a license to drive a podcast <laughs> what do you think I like it yeah and Lily doesn't match with it no I... <laughs> so uh, last couple things to talk about I guess uh, the we mentioned wanting to talk about the Spongebob movie sequels so you've seen Sponge Out of Water I've seen Sponge Out of Water and you you seem like you're, you don't like it that so, much I don't know I feel like it's just it's just not memorable I feel like well was... it, it, it's definitely memorable with like the superhero stuff but it's not memorable but there and funny in there the weren't way enough that... things in it that made me want to go back and watch it again I feel like the first Spongebob movie there's so many things in it and maybe it's just because I remember so much of it and that's what I want to get the crux at it is that what it is because Sponge Out of Water is fine yeah. The and I remember when it came out, we were all like, "Oh my god, this live action superhero SpongeBob thing looks terrible." Yeah. And then it's only like twenty minutes of the movie, 
most of the movie is, is traditional bikini bottom yeah. animation. Uh, there's some stuff in it that I think is really funny. Like there's this bit about as soon as what is it? There's like there's no Krabby Patties and like at the snap of a finger the entire bikini bottom turns into this like post-apocalyptic wasteland and they're oh. all wearing like leather and mr Krabs is like mr squidward i hope you like leather and it like i don't know there's some little funny bits and yeah. like the really trippy like time travel scenes and there's like a trippy song that plays it's fine but it's not the same it's not as funny it's not as memorable and i wonder why and the new spongebob movie which is called sponge on the run is yeah. entirely computer animated and the animation is really cool but even more so there's almost nothing in that movie that did anything for me there may be a couple laughs and is it just because it's not for us anymore or is it that you know we talk about in the first movie the the creators were doing what made them laugh do you think it's because now they're just keeping the machine rolling or I don't know do you think it's us do you think it's them I don't I don't myself think it's us I yeah. think I think even as an adult now there's things in there that I, I still find funny yeah like there's there's jokes that I still use now and I mean the fact that those jokes are timeless like I feel like there are some kids movies where I go back and I'm like well that would have been funny as a when I was this old but yeah. now it's just kind of I feel silly if somebody was to walk in a, yeah. into a room and but if someone but, walked in on you watching the Spongebob movie, I'd, you'd be like, this is funny. This is great. Watch this. Yeah. yeah. I feel like Sponge Out of Water. Gosh. Sponge Out of Water, yeah. Sponge Out of Water. Thank you. I feel like, um, gosh, I don't know. The computer animation was weird. I remember really liking um, seeing the 2D animation in mm -hmm. the first movie out on the like live action beach. And in the, it's not the same with the CGI the animation. No. It just... it. And there's this really know. weird in Sponge Out of Water when they're all on land. At first, they still look like the SpongeBob characters before they turn into the weird superheroes or whatever. And they're like, I don't know, they're like pushing over people and they're like interacting with the humans on the beach and like the people aren't really noticing them, but they're kind of noticing them. It's weird. It works better when it's a world separate from its own. Yeah. And in this movie, you get a hint of like, or like in the show when they're the popsicle stick people, like how scary the land is to them and they don't know a lot about it and they get up there for a little bit. But when they actually are there and like interact with like the, a food truck or whatever they do in that, it's weird. It is super weird. I don't, I don't know. It just felt, it didn't feel like, it didn't feel like classic Spongebob. No. Like if I, no. It didn't feel like, like I feel like the first Spongebob movie I can definitely like compare to liking it as much as like some of the older Spongebob sure. episodes. I feel like Sponge Out of Water, I don't know, it just loses that like like, like magic for me. Um, I think Sponge Out of Water when it came out, it was at least a little bit better than what Spongebob the show was doing. I think it was like sort of a pleasant surprise. Yeah. But it, it yeah, it doesn't have the rewatchability. Well, I feel like Spongebob the show now isn't, definitely isn't as popular as it, as it was. Well, I don't know if it's not as popular because I still think Nickelodeon, it's four hours of every day's schedule of television, but I think they mostly show those old episodes. I don't think people care that much about the they new episodes. They still make new episodes yeah. of Spongebob, and I've noticed, because we've watched new episodes... I still tune in every now and then just because really I'm a stuff. nostalgic person. And what I was going to say is, like, the first movie, as compared to the other two, it does feel like in the first movie, they kind of pander to the children and the parents. Yeah. So they're getting There's humor nothing for, for the parents anymore. No. Nothing for the parents anymore. It's definitely just a kids movie 
And since we've known SpongeBob for so long and known the type of jokes that he could have, even yeah. if they went over our head, then it makes it disappointing when they. It don't is try. kind of disappointing because, like, when we we watched all three movies that, during the pandemic, and we, I don't know, the first one very enjoyable. Watching it again this time, still very enjoyable. The, the other second two... one, the third one even is like worse. It's like. Bad. <laughs> and that's what makes me so sad is that Spongebob is one of those things that it still makes us laugh. We still engage with it as a kid. Uh, it's absent-minded, goofy humor that appealed to us as absent-minded kids. I mean, I'm still kind of an absent-minded adult. I know it's like a really popular like kind of stoner culture show. It, it still makes us laugh because it's funny. And when they put out new stuff and it doesn't make me laugh, it makes me really sad. And it was one of those moments of I'm getting old when we were watching the new Spongebob movie and nothing about it was making me laugh and I just remember turning to Lily at one point and saying I don't think this is made for us anymore and that's sad it's, it's, because it could be like Toy Story yeah. Toy Story 4 was great I love Toy Story and it was made for the adults just as much if not more than for the yeah. kids um, but that's neither there, here nor there there are a lot of cartoons now that do that yeah which is great I mean I really like Adventure Time well, cartoons aren't exclusively for children anymore, and no. I don't think they ever really were. I don't think they ever were, especially watching older cartoons. I think they went through a period where, like, the old, when I say older, I mean, like, 90s, early 2000s. They used to be kind of daring. It edgy. is daring and risky. Yeah. And then there was a part where I was, like, smoothed out, and it was for the children. Cartoons are for kids. Yeah. Well, and I then, think we saw a rise of... Um, you know, things like, you know, often uh, female religious groups that would complain about things that were going on in shows. I think there were a lot of upheaval, like a lot of concern about what children were watching. So a lot of what we were getting for a while was kind of mindless. Not yeah. that SpongeBob isn't mindless. SpongeBob's super no. mindless, but it's funny. TV is kind of mindless sometimes anyway. Yeah. You talked about, for this movie, the animation being really crisp yeah. and really nice. I, I really also really like that I feel um, I don't know if you've seen I'm sure you have um, some other cartoons that are out now they really have pandered more to like the easy to draw really fluid well like, what it is is that uh, a lot of animation is done digitally now and whereas it used to be every single frame was hand-drawn and now it's like they do Zach literally sent me a meme like yesterday of that exact then and cartoons yeah. now yeah it's because a lot of animation especially for tv shows that they put out so much content and it's hard to animate it's more like they have digital like models of each character that they can like manipulate and it's not so much that each frame is like lovingly and originally drawn and created and that shows in the spongebob movie that everything's drawn really really well yeah. and the like i talked about the facial expressions i think are really thoughtful and they almost there's almost never a moment where they're just straight faced they're always no. like doing something there's always something that they can do with and the animation is great i miss animation like that it's a really high energy movie it like, is a really there's, high there's never movie. well like you said there's never anything that's not on screen that's not mm. like engaging and i think it, because of its high energy and because of how nostalgic it makes me feel, it's one of those movies that no matter what age I am, if I turn it in, if I turn it on, I'm seven years old again, right. and I'm watching SpongeBob. Well, you literally might be seven years old, again. <laughs> but it's I'm watching SpongeBob again, and the same stuff is making me laugh, and it really does. And one of the reasons why I wanted to make a whole nostalgia podcast is because it, like, 
softens the harshness of the world a little bit when you can put on something like that. Feel like a kid. That's so con- yeah. And not that I, I, I love being an adult. Not that I like long to go back to being a kid, but the the absent-minded, just joyful nature of it, it definitely gets me back in that perspective. And I think anything that can do that is good. But now as we close up this conversation, I guess the big thing is, do you think it would do these things for someone if they had never seen, like, somehow they had never seen a second of SpongeBob before? If you put on the SpongeBob SquarePants movie and say like, hey, this is a kid's movie, but it's really, really funny, and the animation's great and the voice acting is great and it's silly and it's got a good journey, I think you should check it out. Do you think someone would enjoy it? An adult? Yeah. I think... I do too. Yeah, I think it would be... um, I mean, if you were going to start... I don't know. If I went to somebody who had never seen SpongeBob and I was It's a great place to start. I know. I I was trying to think of something that I could show them that would really... Um, be good for them to watch as a first-time Spongebob watcher, it would be that. And very rare that the movie of a TV show is the, like, shining example of the show a little bit. yeah. You know, there was talk of when it came out that the Spongebob movie was going to be the end of Spongebob uh, because Hillenberg left after the third season and then the movie came out, but then it was so insanely popular that it kept chugging along with the different creative team on the show, and now it's still on. Hmm. I did, I think I did hear about that, but... I couldn't imagine it ending. Well, do you, right yeah, do you think if it had been the end? Because I think it probably would have worked as an ending. Do you think that SpongeBob would be like as legendary as it is if it was only three seasons in a movie? Oh my gosh! Lily says no, but all of the con- all of the quality content was then. Yes, but they fed off of that and they created more content because of that. I think if they ended it there, even if fans were like, oh my god, Spongebob, like, we want it back. Yeah. They permanently ended it. I think it would have just yeah, shrugged. I don't, that was a TV I show. Think, I don't think it would have shrugged. I think we'd still think about it the way we think of things like Ren and Stimpy and Dexter's Laboratory and some of those shorter-lived shows that are still legendary. They're just only really legendary to if you were there when it happened. Yeah. Whereas now it's... It's been on for 25 years, so there's three generations of kids or whatever that have grown up with Spongebob to become an adult with 22 it. years. Okay. I'm just saying. It was... But I just think, like, so I was seven, I was, I was like, how old when it, I was like two when it started, one or two, and there were kids that were 12 to 15 when it started that grew up with it. There were kids that were born... When those kids were old that started up with it, it's, I, I do think there is some... I don't know that it would be exactly the same if, if it had ended. I but think, maybe it's... Like, everyone talks about Spongebob got bad at a point. Maybe it would be a little bit remembered more fondly. But I think we do remember it fondly, so maybe not. Yeah. I, I remember it fondly. Um, I, I've seen a few of the new episodes. I'm not... It just doesn't hold up for me as much, which, like you said, is very sad, but... I don't know. But even it, still, it'll make me laugh sometimes. Yeah. It's just not the same. I think... I, sorry. I think if it would have ended after three seasons, I think, like you said, it would have been like your... Well, we I, would remember and love I, it, but... I think of the show that comes to mind for me is like Samurai Jack. Oh, I yes. didn't really watch Samurai no. Jack. And that didn't even have like much dialogue. My dad no. still watches Samurai Jack. He yeah. will put it on Samurai, in the Samurai Jack is one of those that only had what two seasons i think and then they yeah. did a last they, one like, they but it was on boomerang and... well it was on like yeah. adult swim well then yeah yeah something like that yeah <laughs> i don't know but that's the show that comes to mind for me 
Um, that if it had been on longer, it'd be legendary, but now it's just kind of a niche thing because Chowder? it was on for just a small I think period of time. That's a good example. Chowder. Something like Chowder. Chowder. Or yeah, uh, The Marvelous Misadventures one. of Flapjack. Yeah. They were shows yeah. that I loved, but they came and went pretty fast. Yeah. People, I think... My age, at least, still make reference to it, though. It's hard yeah. sometimes gauging those things because we have such fond memories of them, and our circle... Uh, in our age range yeah. also have fond memories of them whereas like maybe if I brought up Chowder to someone who's like 18 now they'd be like what the hell are you talking about yeah, that was totally. not a TV show but I feel that now because we're old I feel that way about some of the shows that are popular now now that things like the Adventure Time generation have ended the, a lot of the new shows I don't really know but there's some good I've ones heard that I've heard ones, yeah. um, there was like a whole span of time just a few years ago where animation was like really Booming. really really in yeah well, stuff like yeah. steven universe steven, steven universe um, is my jam I gravity just, falls was really good gravity falls was really popular gumball was really good and adult animation is booming too um shows like bojack horseman i don't know if you ever watched bojack horseman i have but seen it's bojack really horseman. good uh shows like big mouth show uh, uh there are a bunch of different types of animation now animation is really booming you're right yeah. bob's burgers Bob's Burgers, Bob's is, Burgers great. is so much fun. But now we're just naming stuff that we like. Yeah, so I so. think this is a general <laughs> sign that we've had the conversation yeah. we set out to have, right? Right. So we both really love this movie. And I love it just as much before we started talking. You know what I mean? I no, absolutely yeah. love this movie. What is it out of 10? Like, genuinely. If genuinely? You, okay, so like, you know, like, on a nostalgia level and on a personal level, it's a 10. Oh, uh, of course. But like, if you were comparing the SpongeBob movie to like The Last Temptation of Christ or like Schindler's <laughs> List, you know, like, yeah. what, what, what do you think, what, what would you give a fair grade to the SpongeBob SquarePants movie? I think I'd still give it an 8. I, That's what I was going to I was thinking a 7, but yeah, 7 or 8 is where I was thinking. Um,. I think it's really hard to compare to something like the Schindler's List. But, well, Schindler's, but, on this level, Schindler's List is about a five. SpongeBob about an eight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Schindler's List nowhere near as funny. You know. <laughs> it's like you, <laughs> what? No. What? 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 Well, I was thinking. Yeah. It's like comparing the SpongeBob movie to the Holocaust. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> To the, boy. the Holocaust would be a five. Have, you, have you ever seen eight. the boy in striped pajamas? Yeah, I think they missed a lot of comedic, comedic like there could have been a lot. It could have been a comedy in there. Yeah, the, it's rife with comedic potential. <laughs> we should stop talking. <laughs> but what do you say? Eight? Do you say higher than eight? No, I I would give it an eight. Yeah, solid eight. Yeah. Yeah. I now, feel like now. What would you give this conversation that we just had out of ten? What, what do you think of that? Like a, I think it was. I think it was like a seven. Please fill out the survey once you're done with the podcast. Yeah, it'll it'll find it under your chair and mail it back to <laughs> you us. You ever been to Chili's, where they have the screen? We we've mailed them like a screen. We've mailed uh, we've mailed them. <laughs> yeah, like I, why do you know about this, but I don't. I don't. <laughs> yes, yeah, so please look for your tablet in the mail to uh, <laughs> talk about our uh, this podcast. I guess. Yeah. Well, this has been really fun. Yeah. It was fun you. to talk to you. We'll talk about other stuff again sometime. Yeah, I would yeah. love that. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Brandon, for coming. Thanks to everyone for listening. And now it's the awkward part where the conversation ends. Goodbye. Patrick, you see I'm growing a mustache. And though I know I must ask you, does it really make me look like a man?
was it. We did it. That was the show. It's been 10 seconds for us since we recorded the intro, but less than 10 seconds, but that was the show. That was the episode, yeah? That was the episode. I think... <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> that was the episode. Now that was the episode. Now that the first time was the episode. You said... That was the episode. That like, was like, the episode? Like we gave you what we could. I'm giving you sound bites. <laughs> so you don't have to be at the end of any of the rest of these. You can just say that. You can plaster it over and just plaster it. Like physic like Oh <laughs> Okay, SpongeBob SquarePants movie, a great movie. Uh I've been listening to Ween ever since I uh we watched it just because I really like Oof. I really like Ocean Man, and I really like Ween. I've known Ween for a while, not wow. to be a hipster wow. cool. or cool. anything. Well, people have known Ween way longer than either of us. That's been true. That's true. Um, the SpongeBob SquarePants movie, I've been thinking about how I could watch it tonight and be happy Definitely. and not have wasted any time. And then I could probably watch it again tomorrow and be like, I've watched this movie a lot lately, but it's still really funny. It is, and, like, sometimes you, I'm still catching things, and I've seen it, God, who knows how many times yeah. since it's been out, and we've watched it a couple of times more recently, too, and I'm still catching things. It's and so funny. It's funny, and it's cool seeing it as an adult. I think, I already said in the episode, but I really do think this one, like, is a standard time out of all three of them. Oh, like, sure. It's, it's more geared to the adults and the children. Sure. It's got parts for everybody at first. Parts two. for everybody. Parts for everybody. TM. Parts for everybody. Free parts. Free parts. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I really love it. It's really funny. I could watch it again. And I think I was being a little hard when I gave it an eight. I think I was trying to not be too nerdy. I think it's a nine. I I think the SpongeBob SquarePants movie is a nine. It It would have been very hard for it to have been any better than it was. Okay. Yeah, it was a nine. It might not be a nine for everybody, but it checks every box for a good movie for me. This podcast, however, what do you think? We'll workshop it. We're we'll... working on it. We're working on it. What do you mean? I'm working on it. I don't think it was it. that bad. I'm working on it. Speak for yourself. I'm working on it. <laughs> I thought it was great. <laughs> I'm excited for the next one. It'll be out when it's out, and you'll just have to deal with it. All right. <laughs> Not you, the people. All right. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening. We will see you next time. Goodbye. You want to go find our uh, SpongeBob SquarePants machine? What? Yeah. Well, I don't know what you. S <laughs> I heard you want to go find our SpongeBob <laughs> machine. Take it one more time. Marker. Take two. <clears throat> they can't do it. <laughs> hey. hey you want to go find our spongebob square pants marketed shaved ice machine you still i i know you still have trouble with it i, I have a lisp <laughs> uh find it you, you think it's around here somewhere i actually do think i have mines in my parents attic I, it has to be There's okay let's go do it what flavor we don't have any probably, flavoring, probably so just, just regular ice. Probably dust and mock ball flavored mm. at this point. Yeah. Mm. yeah, let's do it. <laughs>